them come. This is their fate. All right, all right. Welcome back to the House of Wolves podcast. I am your host, Deontay, with my friends, Jalen and Josh. Uh, this is a bi-weekly podcast where we talk strictly gaming, talk about, you know, new topics, things that's updates, anything related to gaming. That's what we own. Uh, we got a few topics for you guys today. We're going to be talking a lot about that Apex Legends update. We're going to be talking a little bit about Returnal. We're going to be talking about Pokemon Snap. And we're also going to be talking about that FPS boost. This is a a little bit later, so we got some more news to cover. But, um, yeah, that's going to be a few of the topics that we get to today. We may get to a little bit more. It just depends. Uh, But before we jump into it, as usual... How my fellas doing? How y'all? How y'all day going? What's y'all grievances? <laughs> y'all can go. I'm screaming. Uh, my day smooth, man. Just I know y'all probably tired of me hearing this, but uh, <laughs> just finished up my last week of school. Um, last full week or whatever, and then just keep it pushing. So uh, that's that's pretty much it. Ain't a whole lot going on. So. Watch to see another day. Thank you, boy. Hey, man, that's the best feeling. Yeah, same for me here. Um, After next week, I'm done with class for the the summer. So it's hard to explain how stressful school is, especially when you're an adult working and you got a family. But I'm glad to be done so we can just relax and uh, play some games. <laughs> exactly, man. That's all. We, that's all we're trying to get to. We're trying to we're trying to get to a point where we can just play games all the time. We don't gotta do nothing, right? At least that's my goal. <laughs> that's that's the, that's the uh, passive income goal. I ain't gotta do nothing. Play games all day, still make money. Uh, but yeah, yeah. Um, it's same for me, kind of. I'm just working, working for the weekend at this point. I still, you know, love, love my job, but we're kind of doing some stuff that I don't feel like doing right now. But we still uh, pushing through. Um, so yeah, I mean, I'm 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 happy with it. You know, I no problems with it. It's just more so. It's a tough time uh, in the in my in my I guess my my field, but we get through it. But anywho, um, let's start with I guess. I don't know. I guess the Apex one is going to be the longest one because I'm kind of going to run down the patch notes. So if you have not heard about everything, this is a good place to kind of find out all the happenings of what's changing for Apex Legends and kind of the stuff that we want to highlight to kind of, um, you know, talk about because there's a lot coming with this season that a lot of people just aren't. Um, aware of a lot of changes a lot of updates but then there's a lot of stuff that you probably already know so i'm gonna try to give a pretty brief overview of everything because i don't i don't i don't think i want to bore y'all with the entirety of it but yeah first thing i want to talk about is that bow check bow the mm-hmm. the bow check bow looks freaking awesome dude it looks like it just looks like a precision high precision high reward lot of risk type of weapon um 
and it probably will help me with my aiming in that what in that game um for headshots and like body shots and just trying out those types of weapons because it, it kind of makes you focus on me coming you know more accurate with your shots versus not being accurate obviously the timing and everything is different but i feel like depending on your movement and stuff like that i feel like the compound bow is kind of like a um a more fast-paced and more agile sniper so i'm really looking forward to actually utilizing that thing that's probably one of the biggest things that i'm like excited for outside of arena arenas um just is gonna be like the the trials away from trials for me it's going to be something i can actually play consistently and it's it's not as if i need a team to jump into it this is also match made so it's something where we can go in together yes but i can also work i guess get better at the game by playing that mode because i'm simply just going into engagements constantly in case i want to like figure out how to finesse a 2v a 1v2 moment or a 1v3 moments it just gives me a lot more rounds and the ability to know the individuals and that's kind of how we got better at destiny in my opinion is when trials came around we were good at the the regular gameplay it was fun but i guess when we started playing trials more often we had to compete against more you know the consistent fight all the time and um, having to understand how to move around the map and get better uh, angles on individuals is kind of when we started to um, get better a lot better to be able to take that back to the iron banner or whatever he was playing and kind of really whoop people so i'm feeling like that's going to be the same thing for me at least um when i'm playing arenas and then switching back to the regular stuff i'm being i've been pretty consistent with like four or five kills a game but i'm trying to get to like at least a 10 drop every so often like every other game or so where i'm not consistently losing my in first initial engagements or stuff like that so i feel like that will help me kind of practice and keep practicing until i get to a point where i feel good about the game so um just like another so just like the change when they allowed you to kind of um log in and kind of no field teammates and kind of put yourself in that situation where you don't have any teammates i think this is another mode that's going to allow you to kind of hone your skills at the game and play with a lot of stuff that you probably wouldn't play with often and try to get better because there's the the, the harder weapons to play with are the more the, the cheaper ones so it kind of forces you to kind of play with stuff that you don't normally play with too which is cool it's a very unique um play style and i think that's gonna uh, be beneficial i guess before i continue with what uh i'm going to kind of run down a lot of the stuff and like the changes um what i guess what was some of the things that y'all saw that y'all were like most interested in like trying or um obviously arenas but like i guess some things that you saw that you would like okay this is seems pretty interesting that's something that was coming in that update tomorrow really mm-hmm um, I mean, with there's a lot coming, like little up uh, patches and fixes for certain people. But um, it's a new hero, so the meta is gonna change. I'm interested yeah. to see how that is. Um, they were bringing back what, what World's Edge, 
personally, I don't like the map, but I'm at least I want to see how it is because I feel like we've been with Kings Canyon and um, Horizon. No, not Horizon. Olympus. Uh, Olympus. Yeah, Olympus. Yeah, Olympus for a long time. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's good to switch it up. And then, um, yeah, the arena. That's the main thing. Like, I, I've enjoyed the Battle Royale, but I prefer that, like you said, the 3v3 mode. Um, just jump in and out. No more wasting time running around w- looking for fights. Um, yeah. Just get straight to it. Um, yeah, that's that's the main thing. Uh, a couple little buffs here and there, but I really just gotta see how that stuff play out. Cause I feel like the balance is probably gonna be pretty different between the battle royale and the um, arena. Yeah, I think so too. I think the meta and like what they kind of force you to play with and how you up your playstyle, it would definitely change. But I think the core, the core movement engaging properly engaging that can stick it behind cover it's going to become more prominent in your mind when you're in, when you're picking an engagement in a battle royale to the point where you start to see what would be the best option in this particular moment obviously it's not going to be a ability to start to to really start to uh, master third parties because that's pretty much what that battle royale is is a third party city but um, it's going to allow you to kind of position properly to take on multiple people um, or to, to try to get the, the better positioning before the next team. So a lot of coordination with the team is probably what we, we will benefit the most from. And then outside of that, it's just movement and how we um, pick, uh, get in and out of a, engagements that way. So those are two things I think we're really, really start to um, focus in on when we play that mode together what about you Jalen what you what you from your um <laughs> the your exposure to some of the updates what was something that you thought was interesting uh I mean I ain't really had no I mean obviously I only play like one character for real for real and that's lifeline so I think it's trash that they taking them their shield and stuff like that when it's like other things afoot but um I mean that's neither here or there um, I do, I know you said, like, aside from, like, the arena, I didn't really look into, like, anything else, but, like Josh said, just kind of going into that arena, I think that'd probably be interesting for me, because I feel like sometimes, like, you can go to, like, the hot spots on Apex and stuff like that, you might get in a one fight, and you might chill for the whole match, you'd be like, dang, we finna hit the final encounter, and you only got blue shields, and, you yeah. know what I'm saying, we ain't got no attachments on guns and stuff like that, so um being able to like get in and out and stuff like that like with the like battle like because you got I me mean, obviously we'd be looking for the first kind of mm-hmm. having that just kind of like pop off earlier in the game like because that's that's all that's gonna happen in the arena uh, i'm curious to see how much we really enjoy that in comparison to the battle royale because i mean like you said the battle royale is just third party central and there's been plenty of times where we like okay it's three squads left they fighting somebody let's take this opportunity to third party or whatever yeah, you know what I'm saying. So I'm I'm curious how how much we will enjoy Arena and see if we thoroughly enjoy the gunplay of this game and the whole way the game just flows. Um, because I feel like with Destiny, at least me and you, we always enjoy like Crucible. I know Josh didn't really enjoy it because it was kind of time sync, which is fair. Because uh, yeah. you don't really get much from Crucible and stuff like that. But I always liked it, the gunplay and like the 
how that stuff played in Destiny Apex. I don't know if I can really say I really enjoy the gunplay and stuff like that. I think it's just I don't, I don't really know what I enjoy about the game, to be honest with you. I think I like the competitive nature that we develop for the game, and I think that's the main thing about it. Um, so, yeah, I'm just curious about, like I said, the, the the arena mode and see how much we thoroughly enjoy it. So, Yeah, okay. Yeah, just said getting in there and trying it out then. Um, now, there is one big thing that's happening that um, is pretty interesting. Um, it's the starter kit, uh, that you get now it's automatic. So you will now start with a, uh, you'll, you'll start with a starter kit that consists of a level one Evo shield, a helmet, a knockdown shield, two shield cells and syringes and two syringes. So, uh, that's every time you drop. So they're basically allowing you to not have to, first off, they're pulling some of the, they pulling the helmet. The knockdown and the shields out of the loot pool, which is good because it kind of makes it where you find other stuff quickly and more, you know, it's more efficient that way. But they're also allowing you to have those two shield cells, two syringes to engage in fights and not feel like you're going to lose immediately because you just didn't pick up stuff. Now, um, what do you guys because that's pretty big in my opinion it's pretty big to the change of of a change to happen since the game started really outside of the evo shields this is to me because this is now giving you a consistent and constant you know um a, a way of you know healing and, and getting shields back without even you know trying to loot so uh what do you guys think about that kind of changing um i guess how do you think it's gonna do you think it's really does it is it enough kind of <laughs> is it enough to kind of change the game um i say it's it's pretty necessary because i feel like for a long time there are a lot of items in the loot pool that just clutter the loot pool because like when you drop you know you pick up a, a white helmet but like you're never ever ever going to need a white hat helmet ever again so but we, you're constantly gonna run across it same thing like i know there's like some tactical advantage to picking up some more evo shields or white but generally like it's you're better off to either heal or just pick up a blue shield if you can so i feel like just giving everybody that and taking that stuff out of the loophole is good for the game overall Yeah, I mean, I was just pretty much echo what he signed. I mean. Okay. I think what it I think what it'll do is very I think what it'll do is again, like you said, rebalancing that blue pool really is the most important thing of it. I don't think having the knockdown in that shield is gonna really help all that much. It might be uh, capable of stopping people from constantly immediately thirsting you um and that's something that's pretty big but at the same time you might be a little more annoying so it might give your teammates the opportunity to kind of come help you if you're being thirsted because most of the time when you get knocked at the beginning you don't have any way of like trying to stop them from just shooting at you with all their bullets and just finishing you off quickly and then picking up all the rest of your stuff but now that you have a knockdown that could possibly stop them from constantly just 
thirsting you immediately. If they're in the middle of an engagement, they start shooting and you say, hey, they're trying to kill me. Somebody might be able to come up, re-engage them and, and kind of put back them off and you can, you know, work from there. Um, the knockdown, the, the, the helmet, the two syringes, the mad kits, it just allows you, if you were to fall immediately, to get back into the fight and have something to heal yourself up a little bit before you have to continue forward. Um, do I think it's like super change like since is it going to make a huge difference no but i think the small differences that it's going to make is going to add up to something better and i think that the, how we pick engagements and at least how we start that matches off might be a little bit more intense because people feel like they have stuff already and they might just be forcing you know looking for everybody looks for a weapon i think it's just going to be even worse now where everybody's looking for a weapon immediately because they have all this kit and they just need to find something to kind of attack you with so that's pretty so cool. I'm, oh, go ahead. I might have I, I might have missed this. So, in addition to having like, because you, you said they're gonna have basically white equipment, right? Like that's taking out the drop pool. Yeah, white equipment, knockdown shield, the shields, um, knockdown shields, the Evo shield, level one, and the and level helmet. one helmet. Correct. And then they give you so, two syringes and two shield cells. Ah, okay. So they're giving that from the jump to then. Okay. Hmm. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I am curious how that would uh, play out and stuff when it comes to. The, I always felt like you can kind of get by, like you know, when somebody first land. Basically, if you get a gun and the other person don't, unless you cold with the hands and can finesse. Yeah, I mean, you finna get hurt. Like it ain't really much you can do about it, even if somebody got a mosin and beak and stuff. So, um, I mean, the shields add a little bit more longevity to your life and stuff like that. But um, I'm just kind of curious to how much people are, like really engage and stuff like that because you know sometimes you land and you ain't even got no ammo you got like ten shots or like four shots in a G or not a G scout but a, a like Mozambique but you can't reload it so you know you got to use it like mm. um, effectively I guess Mozambique getting a buff too Mozambique now has six shots instead of four which is actually pretty decent I ain't gonna hold you um, even though it's an early on weapon just getting it giving it two more shots and they move the lower pellets towards the middle of the blast pattern so you now can even be a little bit more accurate so you might be hitting for instead of 46 you might be hitting for like 54 every top every shot and plus it got six now so the Mozambique just went from you know being like almost like really utterly trash it ain't trash but you know what I mean to a point where it could be usable in that first beginning fights because it now has six shots and it also kind of moved the pattern of the bullet spread inwards so it's like a consistent shot and so you if you you're not going to miss those other two that might fall off and you might hit for 30 something or whatever so you're just going to have more consistency there and you're getting more shots in the mag immediately so those two things could take the Mozambique to something that's pretty useful, just like the P2020 when you're first starting off, you know? Um, so it's, it's, it's changes like that that I'm interested in seeing what kind of does, what it does. Um, obviously, Octane now can't do his stem. He can do his stem more often, but it, it's going to take 20 HP instead of 12. Uh, so it's a lot more of a, of a punishable offense if you just keep stemming constantly and they allow you to do it you could take your life down immediately with that yeah he can kill himself by stemming but he can now just keep going instead of like 
sprint yeah. and then stop. Yeah. And uh, so it's it's those things that I'm kind of interested in seeing. Uh, there's plenty of other little small changes as well. Obviously, we were, t- we were talking about Lifeline. She no longer has that deployable shield. Her heal rate was increased from 5 HP per second to 8 H- 8 HP per second. And her deployment time before healing begins was reduced by 33%. So the, so the, you, the faster you pull it out, it's not it's going gonna, it's gonna to take a... It's going to be quicker to attach to you when she throw it out there. Um, her care package went from six minutes to five minutes and it now guaranteed uh, upgrade guarantees an upgrade. Uh, Loba, she now has a better her um, her run and she can run in like at full speed while aiming her bracelet when she throws it, which I might start playing with her just to try her out her black marker got increased a couple of seconds it got increased by 30 seconds actually for the cooldown um obviously we know about horizon being nerfed she can um she can't she can her her lift speed is reduced by 30 percent so now she she slowly goes up she doesn't just you know how she used to just fly up immediately and she'd be in the air she's like 30 percent lower so she takes a while to get to the top and then she only can sit up there for two seconds. Yeah, she only can sit up there for two seconds now. She used to be up there for a while. Now she only can be up there for two seconds. She got nerfed hard, bro. What um, does that even mean? Or she can sit up there for like two seconds? Like she just like descend or something after? No, she it falls. like pushes her out. Like yeah, she's pushes no her out. Able to float up there. You know how she used to be able to sit up there and dance for like a while. He'll she, shoot straight yeah. all that. Yeah, now it's just after two seconds, it pushes her out of the f- gravity lift. Oh, uh, okay. So really, that thing is not, it's not as good as it's going. It used to be at all. They uh, it still be good for like getting around, but not engage, like in yeah. combat. Yeah, not like the basically they wanted to get rid of her ability to kind of shift. Uh, she was able to kind of escape if she made a mistake. If she made a mistake, they like. She could just throw her thing up, get in the air, reposition, or stay there, and it was just too much of a of a powerful thing. So they wanted to fix that. So that's what they did. Um, they also thickened Bangalore smoke, um, but you know how they kind of now have the marksman class for the triple take, thirty thirty repeater, the G seven scout, and the bow check bow. So. All those weapons now have a different type of ammo. It's called Marksman. It's going to be a different color. Um, and you'll see that as well. Uh, but yeah, it's like a lot of those small changes that they're doing. They reduce the controllability early on in the pattern for the Spitfire. They don't believe it's going to be that strong of a nerf, um, to be honest. But they're, they're trying to make it where it's not as powerful. Um to kind of kill people so they feel like this is going to help people get away if you have a lot of a lot of shots so it's going to make probably you could possibly miss a few um early on so that you can't just uh melt people <laughs> but they said if it's not good enough they might look back at it again i was like lead a spitfire alone man i've been spitting fire since what 2000 2013 or something i forget when nah. else they came out they need to nerf the spitfire for it ain't even they nerf they, they nerfing it because they feel like people being people um it is a pretty strong weapon 
Kayla. It is. It, it's a pretty strong weapon, and people, I would pick that over a lot of other stuff because of its its easy control and the amount of bullets that it get. But I also don't like that because I play with Rampart, and Rampart gets the extra mag, you know, for both the LMGs, the Devotion and the Spitfire, and then also the L-Star, but I just don't use that. Um, but if she gets like higher things, I don't want it to be trash because I like losing the LMGs. But yeah, they did the same thing with the devotion. Devotion used to be really good until they nerfed it to to hell. Really. Um, what does that she, mean though? Like the the Spitfire re like does it it kick harder when you first shoot because it don't like spin up like it just. It's it like just consistent. they basically said is reduce recoil controllability early in the pattern. So basically, what they're saying is those initial bullets that you shoot is going to have not it's not going to be as as controllable as it used to. So it might spit up a little bit, and then once it starts to shoot, it gets better to be to be able to shoot down and take take down the target. But the first initial shots is probably going to cause a lot of recoil where it's not controllable. So like it's not going to spin up per se. But it's basically providing a spin-up effect because of the amount of bullets you can miss because of the control pattern being shifting at the beginning of the shots. Yeah, that, that, that type of recoil is going to make it harder to shoot at medium range. Yeah. You can still hit them, but it's, you're going to have to wait for the clip to start you know, pushing through and you um, get your recoil back. Yeah. So really... It's not really gonna make a huge difference for where whereas like the gun is trash. It's just you're not gonna be able to like just get the advantage right off the bat in every engagement. Yeah, but because... you got that such long clip that as long as you're able to keep up the fire, you're probably gonna get them. Yeah, it's just it just basically stops the beginning game for you to be able to melt people. I think once you still get the fifty three fifty five clip. Maybe the first six or seven shots not gonna resonate or shoot or the way you want, but after that they possibly could start to straighten up and you'll still be able to take them out. I just think that the first few maybe misses because of the control pattern. Um, but th again, we haven't tried it, so we don't know. It's it really just depends on how how bad it is, really. Um, move speed while aiming down sights has been increased. Uh, for the marksman weapons all together so the g scout now has a better movement speed than like the snipers but it's slower than the ars um even though the ar sucked to me anyway so i don't really see that like a big deal but the g scout might feel a little bit better than it used to when you're shooting it um it doesn't change uh anything about the it doesn't change anything about the how it shoots and stuff like that it's just more so that like the strafe speed um, and, and things like in that. Uh, what else? Wingman has now at a two point went from a two point oh multiplier to a two point fifteen. So did the longbow. Uh, P twenty twenty got increased bullet damage from fifteen to eighteen. So that mug, that's basically because the hop up is now gone. So you can't do um hammer point i think that's the hop up that i used to have so that's gone so they updated that uh arc stars do not slow people on the initial stick anymore so it needs to when you get stuck with it it used to slow you and you couldn't move and then it'll blow up on you and slow you some more 
it doesn't do the slowdown of the initial stick anymore. So you you can get away from your teammates, basically, because most of the time people will try to retreat and they retreat right into their teammates and blow them up, too. But their speed and movement is still going to be able to, you know, if they need to, they can probably get away from their teammates so they don't hit them, too. So that's a pretty nice change because the Arc Stars were pretty overpowered. It was probably one of my favorite grenades, but... I guess balancing issues. I think that would be the smart thing to do because I wouldn't even pick up a frag. If I got arc stars, I'm throwing arc stars. Um, uh, what else? What else did they do? What else did they do? What else did they do? I think that's that pretty much covers all the important stuff. Obviously, Peacekeeper's coming back out. Uh, yeah, I think that's pretty much covers all the important stuff. Uh, all the rest of his stuff is like minor stuff about like emotes and, you know, anti-peak, obviously the updates to the maps, but you probably have to play that to see that. I can't explain what the maps changes are going to look like, but you can play that to see it. But yeah, man, I'm really looking forward to all of that. I'm looking forward to trying new stuff and um, seeing what the, they brought back the Mirage Voyage in a way. <sighs> Trash. Mm -hmm. I like so they never gonna put it back on the map. They then they crashed it yeah. into this party crasher thing, so it ain't never coming back. But in the arena map, you get to play on the Mirage Voyage that's crashed. So I guess they give it to me in some type of way. Uh, um, but yeah, I mean that's pretty much it for the for the Apex. I think I'm looking forward to it. I'm looking forward to the battle pass. Um. I'm not looking forward to grinding it, but I'm looking forward to getting the stuff that's in it. Um, it wasn't like much stuff that was super, super interesting, but I'm still obviously you get it, get the stuff that's in there regardless. Um, and yeah, yeah, buddy. Uh, Valkyrie's here. That's probably the least thing I'm interested in, to be honest. Uh, Valkyrie was the first thing I was interested in, but I was just like, she's not as, she has a cool ability um, where she can like see where people are while she's in the air redeploying. Um, so that's really cool to me because then we know if we're landing somewhere, if people's around, if people are around, um, and that, I think that's a really, really strong passive. I don't know how, how people, how to, how the community will feel about that, but I think it's a really, really strong passive for her to have the ability to scan and get like little triangles and everybody on a team can see them. Uh, way better than cryptos um, and like stuff like that. So it's just a passive. She doesn't have to do anything to see it. So that's pretty cool. Um, but yeah, um, I guess. Hey, do y'all have anything else I want to talk about uh, in regards to Apex? Apex nasty. Uh, no, it's right around the corner. Um, what did you have to say, Jayla? Nah, I was just I'm kind of curious. Did they show anything about lifeline, like being able to pick people up, like two people at one time? Because she only got one drone. Yeah, she can pick up two people at one time. She can she can throw out. I don't think she can throw out two, but they said um, I'm not sure if it's like her herself. She says she no longer deploys a shield. Now can now revive two players at the same time. Can now cancel active revives in progress to allow your teammates to defend themselves with their knockdown shield. I'm not sure if that means she can throw out her shield 
and then pick somebody up off the ground because like she normally could. I didn't I don't know. I never seen it happen where you pick somebody up with your regular shield and then you pick somebody up again or unless it just cancels it out and you can't pick anybody up at all. So I'm not sure if it's like her getting on the ground and picking you up like she would if she had a revenant on her or if it's like she throws out two drones. I doubt she throw out two drones. I think she can throw out a drone and pick somebody up as she was as as every other normal character could. I feel like mm, I feel I've like never she seen, do I don't know. <clears throat> I'm trying to think. There's been times where I wouldn't revive somebody because my drone is reviving someone and I'm like, I'm not going to do it by myself. I'd rather have my drone do it. But I don't remember if if I was doing that because my drone was healing somebody, like it was out like deployed or was it mm-hmm. or if it was uh, or if it was actually in the middle of reviving because there's been times where I'd be like, I'm not going to do that because I'm not going to manually do it. My drone can do it, but I just don't remember what the circumstances was. Was my drone deployed or was it actually deployed because it was reviving somebody? I've seen that the drone, I mean, the drone has, this, I think it has multiple because you could throw the drone out for to heal somebody as well as throw a drone out to pick up somebody, you know? So I think she's, I've seen two drones on the map because of her being, doing a heal or does it stop you? Do you know if it stops you from being able to throw out the heal drone as you're doing the revive drone, or have you been able to throw out the revive drone as you were doing the heal drone? Uh, shoot, I don't even know now that you add that. I, I, never I, think about it. I think I've done it before, like the few times I play with her, pick somebody up, like I throw down the heal drone and then pick somebody up so when they get up, they can just sit there in the heal drone. Yeah, uh, yeah, okay, well, uh. Well then, I think I think what we will see is what we we are trying. Obviously, we got to test that out, but um, uh, yeah, I think it's I think I think it's going to be one drone, you healing, but it could be two drones and you just not doing anything. You could just defend, which would be better. That's a better situation to me if to have just two drones being able to self revive while you are defending. Um. I think that'd be the better situation. So we'll see though. Um, all right. Well, let's move on to the next topic. Um, I know I kind of wanted to talk about uh, the FPS boost, something that we can um, have a discussion around um, because I think it's pretty cool actually. Um, yeah. So, just to, just to introduce it, uh, Microsoft has r- just dropped a freaking what seventy four list of games that they just did the FPS boost for. Some of them hitting one hundred and twenty hertz. Uh, it's a beautiful thing, basically. I was just playing Anthem at sixty, um, and that game trash, but I always wanted to try and see how it was on six sixty <laughs> frames. This would have been beautiful if the game was still around, but obviously it ain't. Um, they did it for Dying Light, one of my favorites, but even though I, I was going to play it, but I played all of that on the PlayStation, so I'm upset now. I'm going to just go ahead and rebuy it or download it again. I think I have Dying Light on my Xbox, if I'm not mistaken. Um, 
but I want to play that game too because I just enjoyed the fluidity of that. And I think at 60 FPS, it'll be so much better. Um, but do you have the list up or do you guys have the list up of games that you guys seen or, or for the FPS? Yeah, I got it boost? up. Let me some of some of the games that you interested in trying, Josh. Well, the number, the two, they would add it what, last week, but... I was playing mm-hmm. Titanfall and Titanfall 2 the most because they mm-hmm. both got bumped up to 120. And those games already ran well, but they just run so much smoother at 120 and you just flying around the map. <laughs> um, so that was fun. Um, I mean, they, they bumped up the older Assassin's Creed games. They bumped up, you know, those Bethesda games. Mm-hmm. Um I saw Mad Max and the Metro games that got bumped up to 60. Those were good. I wanted to um, go back and play those. Um, Man, they bumped up. They bumped up Paladins, Jalen. That was your favorite. (laughs) (laughs) And that's the 120 frames. Oh, they did do Record. You you was joking about that. (laughs) They did do Record. record, man. They Watch did Dogs Recur. 1 and 2. That's their game, man. Record. They did Battlefront 2 as well. Oh, man. I didn't even see these. Um, They did Evil Within 2. Wow. 60 frames per second. Um, They even got Wasteland 3 up to 60, F- 60 FPS. That just came out. Not too long ago, at least. Mm-hmm. Um. Wow, man. It's a lot of these games I'm really interested in playing again just because of the frame rate boost. Uh, they got less half, so fine. They got that mug up to 120 frames. <laughs> Party to the people. They got the what do you say, power state. to the people? Power to the people. Yeah, less half, so fine. They only had one. They only had one dark skinned player. He was what Dominican. (laughs) (laughs) No, what that dude was, bro. We all had the we all had the black guy, and he was he was Dominican. So that was his accent, though. I was like, man, they can't never just give a brother from the hood, man. Why they can't just get somebody get some New York teams on there, (laughs) (laughs) stomping around, just go get you a regular. Regular regular voice actor. They did Hollow Knight. I really loved Hollow Knight. And that was they got that to 120 frames per second. Man, Mad Max to 120. I really liked that game. My friend Pedro. Really good game as well. I'm just running down the list and a lot of these games are really, really good. And they got a Shadow of Tomb Raider to 60. Yeah, I was reading about that. It's 4K 60 um, in the quality mode. So you get the um, enhancements too. Okay, okay, okay. But yeah, man, they just dropped a huge bomb. They even got that Trash Dragon Age Inquisition to 60 frames per second. Um, (laughs) That means you're going to go to sleep faster. You go to sleep faster. So many frames make you sleepier. You like, dang! That, that, I used to, I used to at least get two hours out this thing. Now I only get one. It's the frames. Yeah. It's the frames. Yeah. Straight to sleep, man. Yeah, man. 
they got a bunch of stuff though so i mean you guys go check out the full list but it's so many good games on here and a lot of them are associated with the bat uh with the game pass right josh like game yeah pass not games. all of them but most of those games are on game pass yeah man they got so assassins you ain't even gotta game. rebuy them just right check it out they even got Unity. That's your favorite. That remember that's what whole that, that whole they got situation. Unity in sixty, Jalen. Yeah, they got Unity in sixty for you, man. Now you that can was terrible, bro. Now you can see the eyeballs pop out at sixty FPS. <laughs> <laughs> Digital Foundry got a whole thing. Who bought it? Oh yeah, I bought it for five dollars. That's what they was asking. You act like I spent man. the whole band on that mug. I definitely uh, spent more money. And I had that's probably the most buy remorse I had for a video game ever. Mm-hmm. I might have to try that one. Assassin's Creed Unity. I think then Digital Digital Foundry did a whole thing on that because they were like able to unlock the frame rate and they just did it. So that's cool. Um Yeah. And yeah, a lot of these games, man, pretty tight. I, I, I ain't gonna lie, I've been appreciating what they've been doing. They um Free and you updates. know this ain't nothing. This ain't this ain't like this ain't this ain't gonna give them no benefit. And that's what I was yeah. talking about earlier when I was talking about PlayStation. I was just like how they were so hard on people not getting, you know, crossplay. And I'm just like, they doing stuff like this for the free. It ain't even like you paying no extra. You know how many probably man hours went behind this, testing this game and doing all that junk. And they just doing it off the strength. That's what I appreciate about Microsoft. Yeah, they they still a company. They still want to make a profit. But I appreciate them a lot more than I appreciate a lot of other companies right now because they just do stuff like this for no but it's not like they have to, but they do it because they know the preservation of games is important. Playing older games at a higher frame rates is important. And they understand that whole gamer point of view versus just trying to get you to pay more money man i'm sick of paying more money for stuff stuff i already bought to make it look better this is like that pc stuff coming to the consoles finally so i just hope that other companies kind of catch on and kind of take that initiative and kind of do stuff like this or or if microsoft forced their hand whatever i appreciate them for doing that too yeah Uh, it's good that they're still supporting these games because even a game like Titanfall 2 which came out a couple years ago that was not you know people not playing it but yeah. just giving it a f- refresh like this gets people back interested in it yeah. um it just really benefits the players um and it's it's free um yeah. i mean that's the best thing that's the best thing it is free it's uh zero dollars and zero cents you don't have to pay for it if you already own the game and you got it on xbox this is why i say i want to buy all of my third party games on the xbox i'm i'm low-key about to switch my resident evil to the xbox just because off the strength of something like this happening (laughs) i know they're not gonna do that on sony so i'm like why would i buy anything on that platform Granted, I might not keep Resident Evil for forever, but as I've grown older and my my pockets got better, I have stopped trading in games, which I feel like I should get back to because X, I mean, these consoles are expensive, but I just have stopped trading in a lot of my games. I just haven't had the 
first off COVID, but I haven't had the, the, the desire to kind of switch stuff out and trade stuff in because I just don't feel like it's necessary to me no more. But I do still understand the the importance of like not giving it everything over. That's why I don't want to buy no $70 game right now. Cause I feel like it's just not worth it in my opinion. So, um, maybe once I, you know, come to terms with that and start to actually buy games more often and staying more frequently, I want to have at least those games to show, show, be, be, be done on the Xbox versus on the PlayStation. Obviously, I still love PlayStation simply because of their exclusives. Do I like their practices? No. Do I enjoy how they kind of treat the community when they kind of do something wrong? No. But, I mean, they, they're they're learning. They did the whole PS Vita thing. They had to switch that up. They changed it um, in the PS3 store. So, um, I mean, they listening. I just feel like uh, Microsoft's doing a better job right now. So don't sue me for that opinion. Yeah, I think it's pretty cool that they is doing all that stuff. Like you said, it's for the free. Um, I feel like Sony been, and of course I'm not like you know like submerged in like the video game culture. Don't even own like a PS5 and stuff like that. But I feel like, um, at least for like the past like year or so, like Sony been kind of doing stuff that's like more or less subpar in comparison to like Xbox. And I feel like Xbox is like trying to you know, put a lot more things on the table for the consumers and stuff like that and, and doing it in a, uh, like you said, an easy fashion. Like, you don't have to pay anything or anything. They're just kind of just giving stuff away, if you will. So, yeah. um, they can I do think that's pretty They can definitely charge for FPS boost, but if them choosing not to is great. It's... Yeah. And, I mean, the main thing is, like, Microsoft has always been saying that they want to support their old catalog. They want to keep all these games around, keep people interested. And it 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 just it's nice to see that actually pay off to see them have, you know, three sixty games and yeah. other stuff that just keep coming back. They throw a couple improvements in there. Whereas like yeah. Sony every now and then which is good, but they bumped up what Ghost of Tsushima when yep. um the PS five came out, they bumped up those games. But they don't they don't care about third party games At in that all. same way and, <laughs> and, you, and so, that's why i was like yeah it's like no point of me messing with y'all y'all don't y'all ain't finna go back and do no ufc 4 to 60 <laughs> y'all yeah. not finna go back and do untitled goose games 120 i know y'all not so i know y'all not gonna do that off the strength the 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 the, the developers have to take that initiative and Imagine being a developer and you got a console and you got games and um, you have to choose between one or the other. Obviously, you don't go for the one that's like doing stuff on the back end for free. Like, obviously, I don't want to deal with having to upgrade my game to keep it fresh and stuff like that. Like the FPS yeah, developers booth. ain't going to do it for free. Yeah, the auto HDR. Like they implement HDR into their games for them for free. Like... <laughs> Who you think I'm gonna pick? I'm not picking. I'm not going to Sony for that. Like, no. Like, Man. why would I not? Why would I not? Just I know Jalen bought uh, Tomb Raider Definitive Edition on the PS4. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> just bumped it up uh, to 1080p, and they gave her better hair. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, they, they definitely got me, man. Jokes on me. 
Yeah, I, remember nice. I remember him actually buy that. He had buyers from Morris a little bit too because he kept talking <laughs> about it. He was like, man, I, no, I was pretty straight with that game. I mean, I, mean, I, I like the game. The original Tomb Raider, so it was. Yeah. I don't think it was worth sixty dollars because you. I had a three sixty and a PS, or I think I still have my PS three, but mm-hmm. I think he was able to get it for like, like that game was like pretty cheap, pretty quick. Like I think it was like thirty dollars or something. I could have got it for, and I bought the. $60 version obviously was cool and stuff like that, but it was just like I wanted to play my PS4 and I paid more money for it and I was stupid. But Yeah, gotcha. Yeah. Well, it, I mean, at least um, what, what we are, what we're getting here is that legacy continuation of, of those old games. And I know for them to be dropping 74 out of nowhere, like we was thinking that this was going to be like eight, eight okay another seven maybe but they was like nah gene <laughs> we got seven four of them hot things for you which is crazy <laughs> yeah. and, and if it's dropping like this wait till they start to do their backwards compatibility again like, they stopped that but they're going to continue that at some point as well yeah. so a lot of stuff that i'm interested in and like legacy stuff and all that good jazz i'm i'm sticking with xbox for it there's no point of me going yeah. to um and i feel like they've been planning ahead so it's probably just turn on the switch at some point yeah because a lot of those 360 games like they like they run better but they don't Mm -hmm. look better that's been my only thing like it's still like 720p or whatever but you know just unlock the uh resolution or whatever they can do and it'll look a, a lot better yeah to push it forward yeah you know like fps boost is like not touching the code at, in at all it's kind of like tricking the game to think that it's like some like i said they they over there houdini it up and they doing a lot of stuff that's like i ain't capable for my brain to comprehend especially when mm-hmm. it comes to all that other stuff that they're doing so it, obviously they understood what their strength was hardware <laughs> And they understood that software intertwined with hardware, not talking gaming, not talking game software. I'm talking just software in general. (laughs) They knew what their strengths was and they focused hard on that. And now they're kind of reaping the benefits of just that. And not and if they can buy their way into the gaming industry with good games, <laughs> that, which they did because they dropped seven bill. I mean, I think I forget how much it was now, but I yeah, think it was it's like seven. seven. They dropped seven bill. That means that obviously Sony got a monster they got to deal with. They got to come see them at some point, and at some point we're gonna realize who is really, you know got that mindset of, of winning they i think i think microsoft has the mindset of winning i think sony has the mindset of let's keep our top you know um our top selling things are what makes us great let's keep that stuff really really good and that ain't gonna work no more at, at some point y'all we, it's gonna be a flip and um i just hope sony ready for it because i don't want them to start trying to shell out more money at a at a point to where they can try to like gain more exclusivity and gain more things because that's gonna run out as well that's not gonna be as that's not gonna keep people engaged in that um on that system as much as they would hope 
it's going to be like again where people wait and wait and wait and then buy a bunch of your catalog like they did with the ps3 versus where the ps4 was like a, a cultivated community of people that just wanted to continuously be on that machine i didn't want to be on the machine of the ps4 and the reason i got on the machine of the ps4 is simply because of where my friends were and where they at least started to try to worry about the online stuff but honestly it's been xbox for real for real for me and i don't really see the reason for me to kind of play anything outside of first parties on there anymore the only reason i'm still playing on that mug and the only reason that mug getting some shine right now is because i play a lot of apex and they refuse to let me leave so i mean that's it i don't really play nothing else i play demon souls to the point where i want to play it i played my uh, spider-man I'm waiting for more exclusives. I'm not paying $70 for Returnal. Even though it looks good, I just don't want to pay $70 for that type of game. It does not seem worth it. Um, it's like a Rogue Legacy, like a Dark... Like, I'd rather pay $60 for Dark Sales than play that, you know, because I just don't want to... That game is not, in my opinion, yes, it looks nice. Yes, it's... I'm just not ready to... I'm not ready to start paying $70 for games, period. If it was 60, I would probably go get it. But I'm just not ready to pay 70. And it's only a $10 difference. I get it. I'm just not ready to pay that amount for games that I don't feel like I'm taking a chance on anyway. It's not like yeah. I mean, it's a guaranteed fun experience. Plus, they're having issues with, um, which I kind of want to talk about returnable before. Let, let me let me go back to the FPS boost. But yeah, FPS boost, pretty legit. I think um, it's going to be another one of those features that kind of stands out on their machine. I think it's going to be another reason to pick up. Um, and not only is this coming to the Xbox Series X, it's also coming to the Series S where available. Some games cannot, but some games can. You could play certain games with like Battlefield Hardline at 120 FPS on the Xbox Series S. So they're not only supporting the bigger console, but they're supporting the smaller one too. So if you wanted to pick up that digital machine, it's a pretty powerful digital machine to be honest. So um, for the amount of money you're paying for it anyway, yeah. It's pretty dope. You get 120 FPS on Titanfall 2 with that mug too, so pretty cool. Um, uh, but that's all I got really on the FPS boost. Anything you want to add, Josh? I, I don't know if I cut you off. If I did, my bad. Uh, no. I mean, the only game I've really tried, like I said, was Titanfall. It was a pretty good weekend for it because they also had like the free, um. Typhoon weekend, so it was a lot more players on there. Yeah, jump in instantly, get in the match, and um, yeah, I'm just happy that um, all these older games, you know, come back and uh, jump back in. I mean, even some games I haven't tried, like Sleeping Dogs, is like 60 FPS. So if I have the opportunity, I might download it and you know check it out. Yeah, it's it's giving us way more games than we got time to play, right? <laughs> That's what I always want. That's a that's a good problem to have versus the other way around. So, um, yeah, might even try out that. Uh, um, yeah, I mean, I, I was gonna play Anthem again because I'm just. You can go ahead and download uh, DSX. <laughs> they still couldn't get me to play that game, man. Uh, and I, I probably would enjoy it, but they still couldn't get me to play that game. 
it's just seemed so slow to me. And I was like, I can't do this. Um, they they upped that. that. That game was on the list, wasn't it? Yeah, it was on the list. Deus Ex, uh, Mankind Divided we got to 60 hertz boost. It was at 30 previously. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, but the last... Josh? Yeah. <laughs> Josh played it. it. Did, did Josh pay a lot? Yeah, he paid 60 for that thing. Man, that boy went to Target as soon as he got back from Japan. 6359. Yeah, 6359. He's like, swipe, swipe. I said, what did you do? He's like, yeah, I'm going to play it. He ain't playing for weeks. I think he's there. <laughs> I was like, man, you could have waited, man. And we was right next to GameStop, but you don't want the used version? We are both our eyes like, oh, he's just swiping, swiping. Both our oh, eyes are crazy. <laughs> or both our eyes got big like, okay, okay, we see you out here. Man. And he was buying uh, Sour Patch Kids. He was buying some candy too. I was like, oh, man, <laughs> it's big bucks over here. <laughs> big bucks. Nah, I was just play. Want to be a baller, <laughs> shot caller. <laughs> Uh, but I guess our last topic is the returnal, and I, I, I guess I got some grievances with it, but I don't know if you guys seen anything. And yeah, it's kinda I've seen gl- it. Like, it looked mm-hmm. um, interesting. It's basically a third person, um, like you said, Rogue Legacy, where, mm-hmm. you know, you go out in the world, it's aliens and monsters, and you fight them, and when you die, you restart. Um, do you lose everything? I think you lose you lose Everything all your stuff is like proficiency like some stuff you get for like um like you get better at weapon using weapons certain weapons if you use them often so they mm-hmm. keep that type of stuff um i'm not sure if you get any stats um but you definitely just keep your proficiency in weapons and like the the level of uh I don't know what they call it, but it's some type of level that you have. But you, you get checkpoints too if you beat a certain level. So, mm-hmm. um, yeah. So you get you keep those things. I, I'm I'm not a hundred percent on the entirety of the loop, but I know that you keep like your when you're fighting things and you're fighting with certain weapons. They you have the level of proficiency with them that you keep, and then you also once you beat a level. You can either take a checkpoint to that level directly to kind of take that on again, or you can go through it everything again. Uh, but you kind of like get those checkpoints as you feed the bosses and, and the uh, you clear the biomes. I think that's what they call them. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I mean, Returnal seems like a good game. I won't deny that. It seems like it's right up my avenue. Avenue. I really like those rogue-like games. I really like Rogue Legacy. I really like Dark Cells. Um, I really like those types of games. Like those kind of infinite loops where you kind of get progress and you keep engaging and you keep going. Um, and you kind of start over from the beginning and you kind of learn more and more about it. Um, what I have read and what I have seen is that their loop is a little bit long for one type of you know sit down session like i know i play a dark cell session that might be 25 30 minutes um before i die or if if i'm like uh really good it might be like up to an hour but i can get through it pretty fastly and they give you power-ups to kind of move emotion and fluidity is important there so 
In that game, though, it kind of slows and hinders you because you can't just run past enemies. You have to defeat levels and areas that it kind of slows you down in that regard where you can't just skip things. You have to kind of fight a lot of stuff. And you don't have much health. I'm not sure if there's health in increases because I don't I haven't played the game at all. But there is um, things that you could possibly do to make it easier for yourself. But the moral of the thing, moral of the story is, is that it takes longer for you to get through the game and takes longer for your sessions to end. And people are kind of frustrated with that point of it. Which, I mean, you, you sign up for a roguelike game, you just you, you, you should understand that that's what you're going to get. I think the frustration is coming from the crashes. <laughs> so, the game crashes sometimes, and it's not like it's a definite thing. They have, the developers have talked to Sony and tried to figure out why the game is constantly crashing. It's something on Sony's end, possibly. But the game crashes. The game crashes, um... Pretty, pretty, not pretty often, but people have been reporting that it's a frequent thing that happens. So if you're running through a game that you don't take two hours for this session, you don't have a checkpoint and then it crashes, you have to start back over. Um, there is no save points. There is no, you know, it, it's, it's nothing you can do once you, you, you only save when you die. So if the game crashes and you don't have that proficiency and all that stuff, it doesn't matter. You lose all that progress. So that's the big problem for a game that's about role. That's, that's based around that roguelike scenario, you know, especially when the, the, the sessions are as, as long as they are. That's one thing that kind of turned me off of the game. Another thing that turned me off of the game, which I kind of talked, spoke about earlier was the $70 price tag. Um, how, how do y'all feel about the $70 price tag? Mm-hmm. Um, I I don't have any plans to buy a game for seventy dollars, but that's not to say like if it's a game I'm looking forward to is seventy dollars, and I you know I want to play it, I might spend that money. But I don't feel like any game so far has justified that price. Like they're telling you it's it's seventy dollars, it's worth more money than what you paid last generation, but it's nothing that's actually shown that in my opinion. Because even mm-hmm. Spider Man. You know, Miles Morales. But the game looks good, but you know, fundamentally, it's a PS4 game. Like, why are you charging more money for it other than because you can? Um, so, yep. Returnal looks good. I'm sure it's a fun game. I enjoy those games, but again, their their engagement is very. How to put it? It, it usually they're short games, but. Mm. The reason why you die so many times is so that the game is spread out longer. So like nobody's gonna be perfect. So you you don't spend ten extra hours trying to beat the game just because you die so much. But it's not because there's more quality per se in the game. So I mean I'll I'll try it uh, eventually, but I don't see they didn't really market it because really like that game didn't have any marketing until it came out yeah and people have been talking about it oh it's actually really good now people are interested in it if it wasn't good or was mediocre then that 70 dollars they wouldn't have been happy about that either right what about you Jalen? what you think about 70 dollar games uh 
I don't know, man. I, I thought we might have got to like a decent place where uh, I know like I think like PlayStation One game might have been forty, PS Two games were, like fifty, Xbox Three Sixty, and then the latter generation of, like PS Four and Xbox One was like uh, sixty dollars. Mm-hmm. And now we have seventy. So I understand like the I guess the value of the dollar is like decreasing and stuff like that. But going back to me saying like I thought we was like in a better position. I feel like the fact that like games is charging so much for like microtransactions and DLC. Um yeah, like you it's a lot more microtransaction. They charging arms and the legs for skins and stuff like that. Like I we we talked about some scan that was like you get a pack or something of I think it was like for like eighteen hundred coins or something like on Apex or something like that or thirty. I forgot what y'all said. But, three thousand, yeah, three thousand. Yeah, and I mean the thing, please. the thing about all this stuff is like you you can't transfer. I mean, some stuff might let you like transfer it, but it's just so like it's like transient. I don't have something physically there. I'm buying something that can, to my knowledge, you don't really have rights to this stuff. Like if something was to happen to your account or. You know, y'all really got no way of, like, really proving that you, like, own this stuff or whatever, just kind of, like, giving you access to something or whatever. And I don't, I don't feel like $70 is, like, justifiable when you're charging as much money for all this other stuff that they putting in a game. And, like, and I understand, like, the, you know, like, supporting the devs and all that type of stuff. But some of that stuff to me, man, I don't know, $70 is a lot of doggone money for a video game. And they still, they're not better than what they were before. I feel like, if anything, they... They like I feel like the games cutting more corners, but that might be me because it's actually spending my money on these games. Whereas in the past, my mom or dad might buy me a PS2 game or something. I'm like, man, it's the greatest thing since sliced bread. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> so yeah. uh, I just became a lot more critical. Y'all, y'all know me. I don't pay full price for a game, and I I can't see myself paying seventy dog on dollars for a game because I know y'all gonna have some DLC. Y'all gonna have microtransactions. It's always a debate if the game is really complete or if they withholding stuff to, um, what's the word to to bring the game back up to surface three months later where y'all want to release the DLC or y'all might have a season pass where y'all do like three months increments and stuff like that. But that type of stuff, bro, I don't, I don't know, man. I I can't, I can't get jiggy with it. It's just, it's just a lot of money, man, for like a game. And I don't feel like it's like I said, I don't feel like the games are any better than what they were the previous generation. Yeah, like what he said, the seventy dollars doesn't mean that that's it. You pay seventy, you get the whole game. You're still gonna have the season pass. You're still gonna have the microtransactions for most of those games. Then what's one the of the extra ten dollars? You know, like you know, if we if we buy Destiny two and it's sixty dollars when it come out, and we spend another forty in a year, like it makes sense because you're getting the whole quote unquote whole package. But like they're increasing the price and you're still going to be paying this extra stuff. So it's just, you're spending way more money overall than just that $10. Yeah. And, and I kind of, and that's where I fall, kind of fall right, right with you guys, right in line with that. It's kind of like, um, yes, they have improved the mean that they're worth it. Yes. If a game I really want to play, it comes out and it's $70, I'm going to pay for it. But I haven't seen a game, in my opinion, that was worth $70. Not Demon Souls, not Spider-Man plus Spider-Man Remastered. Um, nothing. No 2K21. 
even though I pay, oh my god, I don't know why I pay seventy dollars for that stupid game. I never play it. Um, okay, you bought two K, didn't you? I bought two K. Yeah, seventy dollars. Oh, you bought it for the PS Five, Xbox Series X. Oh yeah, you tripping, bro? I <laughs> yeah, it was a buy two get one free, but I shouldn't have wasted my money on that one. So, um, it still still felt like I was robbed, basically. Um. But yeah, I just that game don't lose the support in a year. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I should definitely try to sell that game. And I and like I said, a lot of these games I have on my shelf now, I'm just not I don't know. I just felt it felt like taking them in to go try to get some grand credit or whatever. It just hasn't been important to me. And I I think that's probably a, not a good thing because I need to continue to, you know, utilize the options I have to kind of replenish the funds I have for gaming. Versus, you know, putting additional funds in there. Because it's always been a, a recyclable, recycle type mindset for me when it comes to gaming. And it's not becoming, it's not recyclable anymore. It's, it's like, I'm just keeping stuff and I, I probably should stop that. Um, to kind of get that mindset back that, yes, yes, you can afford it. But you shouldn't do it anyway because of this, that, and the third. And that's how I kind of kept my mindset through the PS4 era. So why not through this PS5 where it's more money now, you know, stupid. Um, but in my opinion, um, I feel that same way. Resident Evil, I'm happily going to pay my $60 because that's all they want. Great. They got deluxe edition for 70 not buying it, but I buy the regular <laughs> one for sixty and have my good old time. Ratchet and Clank, I'm passing on it. Un- unfortunately, it looks like a great game. I'm just not paying seventy dollars for it. I don't care what y'all put into that game. Ratchet and Clank has never been worth sixty, in my opinion. <laughs> it's always been fun to play, and I will support the devs that make games like that because it's important to keep those single player titles together. But no, it's not been worth 60 in my eyes for a very long time. Not with the reboot, not with none of that. And then to charge me 70 now for this one, it's just like I'm not going to play that game until it comes to it comes to a cheaper price. And that would have been a game I would have bought at 60. Honestly, I would have bought that. But now I'm not buying it. Um, it's just too close to it's just too it's just too it's too much now. Um games like that i just don't feel like i have the justification i think as they continue to hike the price they lose out on those customers that say i try that because now you have to be very particular especially when you're budgeting because 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 again i can afford it i and i'm y'all can afford it too i'm just saying that our thought behind it is this is different now it's not that can we afford it? It's like, is it worth it? It's not. In my opinion, it's not yeah. worth it. I mean, it's just like, you know, you go to McDonald's and they added $5 to their prices. Like, yeah. I, sure, I can pay you $5 extra, but I remember the value of this yesterday. It was worth $3, yeah. and now you want $8, and that don't make no sense. <laughs> right, it's exactly. Principle. It's the principle behind it, exactly. It's not like, it's a stupid thing to t- t- to kind of try to justify and i think again this is another one of those situations where so and i I, i'm hoping nintendo don't think oh 
I'm hoping because that's another Japan, as another Jap, Jap, Japan-based company. And I hope they don't think that their games are worth seventy dollars because they're not. But if they try it, oh my God, uh, people will still buy it. I won't. I will never buy another Nintendo game. Probably all of, the only thing I probably buy is Zelda. That's it. I wouldn't pay anything else for another one of those Nintendo games. They hold their value better than most. So it would be more logical to buy their games. Because I know I can get probably $60. <laughs> because some idiot is going to buy it too. But, and, and, and I would, I think you would have a, we would have a stronger case for them doing it than any other company. Simply because of the, how much their games hold their value. Digital, stupid. I would never buy a digital game from them. But physical, because they hold their value as much as they do, I think they would have the best case. Everything else, the way things go, it's just no point of buying day one anymore. They're forcing people to stop buying day one because there's no reason to. Because as soon as that game starts to show that they can't sell as many, that game is going to have a steep, steep sale. That game is going to drop in price and it's going to really show how much it truly is in the value. So, again, it's important to kind of that put that perspective on it and kind of take that away. But um, back to kind of Returnal, what we were talking about. Uh, Returnal is just in that it falls in that bucket, unfortunately. Looks great. Not worth my, in my opinion, not worth $70. Um, it would be a great game to try, but I don't want to justify that price. I can't justify that price in my brain, nor can I, nor do I want to pay that in the future. So a lot of games that I would try are no longer going to be tried. I have less time. I have way more value on my Xbox. So why not just play the game that they are making available for me for the free or at least with game pass versus buying new games. And again, this was all Sony's doing. Sony is the one that initialized this. First, it no, no, who was it? Was two K, two K initialized it with their two K twenty one, I think. And then it was Madden, and then at first it was that. It was then EA, and then it was Ubisoft, and then um, then Sony joined. I I don't know how it went, but I know that they. And then Microsoft was still like, nah, we ain't going to do that. We don't want to do that yet. I don't know if they're, they're still the same way moving forward. Obviously, Halo is still going to be 60. And a lot of their upcoming games are going to be 60. But I think, I don't, I don't think that they're going to push just yet. I think they might wait another year before they do it. But obviously, Sony has already made the shift. People are normalizing paying $70. I have yet to come into terms with that, so I have not normalized it. Um, but Returnal falls within that frame, unfortunately. Returnal falls within that problematic space of, no, I don't think you're worth it yet until you prove otherwise that this is, I'm getting $10 more value. I cannot accept to try their game at that price, no matter how good it may be. It was never a game that I wanted to pick up in the first place. Now that it has a review categories that's showing that it's a great game and i have seen uh some gameplay it seems interesting but 70 dollars is that disconnect so they lost that sale simply for that price point um i think a lot of people feel that way 
and I think I don't think I'm alone in that. Um, obviously, we talked about it. All three of us feel the same way. So I think it's a lot of people out there that's, that they're, they're going to lose sales on just because simply choosing to pay make them make them sell that game at seventy versus what is truly what we're used to. What's the norm? Because it's not play. Yeah. If you want to play a similar game, just buy Hades. It's $25. And Hades has a better story. So it's it's that it's that premise behind it. It's like why why do you why do games that feel like I, 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 I guess we have to talk about this further at some point, but that's that's kind of what's gnawing at the back of my brain is that a lot of games we accepted to be, you know, we, we that, that people will pay that money for. And we knew very much so that that game was not worth that amount of money, period. Right. And we accepted that 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 because that was the normality of it. Now you're pushing a lot of games that don't fit that bill to charge to to cost seventy dollars um and and they don't fit the bill of seven worth being worth seventy dollars even valhalla a game that multiple developers and all this stuff contributed to you know it's a bigger budget uh ain't worth seventy dollars in my opinion and i would never buy any dlc for it but that's how they kind of make their back end so um it's just it's just an interesting it's an interesting take because of how lucrative the gaming gaming community and like how lucrative it can be when you're when you're putting out a game and the fact that they kind of continuously still want to up the ante on that um i think they just gonna i think they're just more so hindering that initial push or that initial day one sales figure um it may shake out to be an even thing at a later point, but I think right now with these types of games and the amount that cost, I think it's a problem. So uh, we'll see. We'll see what happens there. Um, but it's an interesting. It's interesting though. Like the, the the philosophy behind it is very interesting to me, and why they decide to kind of do it in that way. Because remember, they didn't say it. <laughs> they didn't announce they're gonna be seventy dollars. They just put out a a blog, and we saw how much <laughs> was gonna be. And they didn't say anything. They just said, "Yeah, that's how it is." And it's not like they announced it. Um, so it's just interesting, you know. It's that it's that they already get money for that they used to didn't get for just having us online and having the servers available. Uh, which a lot of people don't pay PC don't have to pay for that but we 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 have to pay for that so it's just so much that they already kind of get out of us already um, yes I'm I I would honestly be more accepting to um, if it was kind of flipped and it was like you pay a little bit more for our online services because then I can choose to not accept that and kind of not do it. But to play games now is like that cost point. And for me to have to, to you know, ju justify buying something at that early on price, it's probably, um, 
yeah, it's just interesting. I'll say that. I'll leave it at that because I, ain't, mm, I was just rambling. It's not. It's it's a scam. Yes, it's a scam, <clears throat> but it's an interesting one because the the thought process behind it is to cr- create. It's it's to kind of tr- try to say that these games are worth more when they're really not, but at it, but also continue to do the same things that they previously used to do. So really, it's just a tax because just to have a tax because the reason why they didn't change from the PlayStation 3 to the PS4 is because there wasn't really no necessary need from the PS4 to the PS5, the graphical fidelity and all that stuff that changed. It's not this significant at all. So I don't really understand. And with the, the what, what Microsoft is doing and trying to create a system where you can choose and you don't have to buy a console it really makes it it sets them out there on like a, a, a it sets Sony out there right now because I'm not saying that Microsoft isn't going to do it in the future, but right now it sets them out there on the on the boat by themselves. Kind of, it kind of shows that Sony has already done this with their stuff, studios and publishing. Microsoft has yet to, to to implement that, so we'll see. We will see. Because Medium came out, that was published by Microsoft. It's still sixty. Um, so there's games that came out, obviously that was on the Microsoft side that have not switched to that fifth, that seventy dollar price tag. But I'm pretty sure everything that comes out from Sony from now on, seventy. How much? Might makes sense. Yeah, I think Bug Snack was forty though. So, well, Didn't they, they need the reserves. Yeah, they put that on PlayStation Plus. How much was Odd World? Was Odd World seventy? I wonder if Odd World. I didn't even download that game for free. I was like, I ain't playing that garbage. Uh, um, they need to just reserve like some of those games. Like if they if they want to have like a Ghost of Tsushima two or you know what I'm saying stuff like that, maybe they can make those like they. For real, for real games and stuff like that, man. But I feel like all games shouldn't be seventy dollars. And and to be honest with you, I know we kind of like talked about this a lot. And this might be a conversation for a different day and stuff like that. But um, I wasn't somebody who even wanted to pay sixty dollars for a game just because I didn't feel like. At first, I felt like that, or I mean, at first I felt okay with it. But mm-hmm. then I started as time started progressing and stuff like that. I just kind of felt like. Um, and I'm not a video game historian or whatever, but I felt like other games, like other devs and stuff started making games. They started charging like $60. Like it started becoming super widespread and everybody just wanted $60 for mediocre at best games or whatever. I felt like the threshold to make games um, was just like lowered or whatever. Um, I'm not going to say like indie games wanted $60, but I just felt like games in general started costing more for a little quality that they was like, provide and i remember like a prime example um it was one game i think it was what was it like i am i am set to or something like that i wanted to play yeah. that but they just wanted a bunch of money for it and i'm just like y'all literally putting out eight hour games and stuff like that and y'all want all this money so that's why i kind of started having my resentment i'm like this game wants 60 dollars. i want to try this game they want a bunch of money and stuff like that and then it just started kind of everything just started diluting and i was just like you know you need to really buy none of these games because y'all want too much money for nothing 
And then obviously the microtransaction stuff got real, real big this generation than it was last generation. I think the game I remember having the most microtransactions was probably Mass Effect Mm -hmm. um, 3. Um, And their system was kind of trash. It was like basically gambling. But um, yeah, so I don't I don't know. It's just it's just a lot of money for a lot of glitchy games. And I think the generation was oftentimes they had a cop out because they can fix the game after releases. And I don't know if you guys remember, but Black Ops 1 had got a lot of backlash because they put out an incomplete game. But the way things is now they can they can put out incomplete games and you won't even and I could be wrong, but. For the most part, what I'm hearing, you can put out a game and they can keep changing it. And it's a quote unquote complete game. But I mean, Bloodborne was put on that game wasn't complete. They had that generic all screen. Like, hey, bro, we ain't got nothing for you. But uh, mm-hmm. we're going to just put a, a picture here and then just load. So it's a lot of yeah. cut corners, I feel like. And yeah, I mean, that's really the biggest point for me, too. It's just the cut corners, the the non non uh, the non traditional games that are gonna try to slink in at seventy dollar price tags and I think it'll kill a lot of developers. But some people are being smart about it. Soulstorm was only fifty dollars for a reason because it's not that type of game. Um and I think pricing is gonna be important now. We're gonna have to look at pricing more often than we used to because it used to be where it, you would know what types of games are going to be more and more least expensive. Like Resident Evil, to me, because I love that franchise so much, and if they were to put in the the time and the engine in itself, in my opinion, is the upgrade enough for me to charge an extra $10. Even though, again, I don't think so. I don't think like people would accept it. I would accept it because I enjoy the the, the franchise, and they have probably made some of the best looking games in the last gen two generations from just you know capcom you know so i would i would pay for their games because i enjoy what they do and they're pushing the envelope with their with their engines but they're not even charging that much they're just charging the same 60 dollars as they stated because of simple reasons that they don't need to kind of i don't know if they're going to their next games are going to be 70 but this game is 60 so um it just shows that some people are just being greedy because even games that i feel like are worth the 70 aren't trying to get the 70 out you and they don't even do like a lot of dlc and a lot of like microtransactions in their games they really just do like one-off things um that's not really that it doesn't really cost you but uh, they might upgrade or something like that, or may, they might do a definitive edition because that's what they do. They kind of reissue it with all the DLC to attach to it, but they don't charge you an arm and a leg for that stuff. And it's not, it's optional. It's not necessary. So, um, I kind of like how Capcom does it. I kind of like how they do with their games. Um, and I feel like they don't even charge, they do not charge in 70. So I don't think Returnal, again, they may, the company that made Rezo Gun should be charging seventy for their new I, their new game. I don't think that it deserves it, but it seems great, it seems fun, and if people will put that price tag on it, then I'll accept it. But that's where you, as you stated, Jalen, all that scammy stuff come into place, and it just feels like they don't all everybody don't deserve this. Y'all, everybody don't deserve to go to the, um, <laughs> everybody don't deserve to be at the cookout. Basically, it's not like nah, you ain't worth it. But I'm screaming. 
Man, they made Resogun. Yeah, they made Resogun. That's what they're. That, that was, was like their... that first what PS like one of the like first little PS4 like indie game type thingies. Yeah. Yeah. So, right. <laughs> they make good like you know arcade games, and that's another one of those types of that falls that falls right into their realm. But again, um, not worth it. I wouldn't pay that much for Recore, and that's kind of like. It's not similar at all. Roguelike games and Recore is different. But I feel like when I was watching Recore gameplay, I was watching Returnal gameplay because it's this it, like the because it, it has the lock like, on. yeah the similarities to the lock on the 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 fluidity of the game combat third person and all that stuff. It seems similar, but obviously Returnal is a totally different game. So, um, but yeah, I think we kind of hit everything we wanted to talk about more of the story on Returnal is I'm not buying it um it's a long way of saying that but I ain't buying it until it gets to like 50 40 dollars hopefully by the by um hopefully I got time for it and I hopefully I'm interested in playing it at that time but later on down the line in like October-ish maybe it's cheaper um but we'll see uh, but yeah, that's pretty much it for the, um, topics. Um, not much else to say. We, we all, we, we coming up here on time. Any last things y'all want to say before we head up out of here? Uh, nah. nah, right. It's been pretty, uh, I like those topics. I liked the FPS boost legacy update. I liked it, all those conversations. So, yeah, we, we, we covered it all, people. We'll be back next time to cover some more stuff that we're interested in. But as usual, I want to thank you guys for listening. You can always find this um, podcast on your podcast streaming services. You can also check out the YouTube video on my YouTube channel at BCD Universe. Um, but, yeah, uh, appreciate you listening. Thanks for stopping by. See you in two weeks. And we'll talk to you guys next time. Peace. Oops.